You're listening to the Weekly Wrap-Up on Sprott Money News. Hello and welcome to this week's Weekly Wrap-Up here on Sprott Money News. I'm your host, Jeff Rutherford. And on the line today, we have our chairman, Mr. Eric Sprott. Good morning, Eric. How are you doing today, sir? Hey, uh, good morning, Jeff. Uh, real well. Uh, lots of exciting things going on in the world. Let's talk about them. I agree, I agree. So firstly, sir, let's talk about what's happening within Forex markets. I mean, in the past, we've talked about the volatility that's happening here. And this week, again, we can see a continuation of that. What are your thoughts in terms of what we're seeing in the Forex markets this week, sir? Well, we've got some very dramatic things happening, actually, in some of the emerging market currencies that have gone up a lot this week. The uh, Indonesian rupee has gone up 9% this week with a huge rally today. Uh, the Malaysian uh, ringgit has gone way up, and we basically see strength in uh, emerging markets, particularly Asian currencies. And of course, those currencies getting stronger have put a bid into the precious metal markets because in their own currencies, gold is getting cheaper. Uh, and of course, the, the brunt of the uh, the battle has been on, on the U.S. dollar. Of course, subsequent to the Fed seeming very dovish, and whether it's you know the announcement of no rate cut, the FOMC minutes and the various uh, discourses from the Fed governors, it looks like we do have a very dovish Fed. And uh, I think people are kind of taking it out on the U.S. dollar here, which, of course, anytime the U.S. dollar is weak and it's very weak today, it has the impact of uh, causing precious metals to go up. So uh, it's a very busy Forex market these days. And it's all looking uh, very precious metals positive. So, Eric, moving over to the economy, we can see there are a number of earnings reports that have been released. But moreover, we're also seeing some significant issues within the corporate world in regards to financial issues and even ethical issues and how these circumstances are affecting these companies. What are your thoughts in terms of what we're seeing in the corporate world right now, Eric? Well, of course, the, the biggest thing is what's happened to Volkswagen. I mean, this could be incredibly damaging. It's not just the financial fallout, I think. It's it's the lying and cheating by corporations that, of course, is subject to everyone's concern. And who knows, and maybe it's just not restricted to Volkswagen. Time will tell on that. I would say that the other interesting development on that front is the uh, report out of Deutsche Bank that they're going to be taking close to a $7 billion write-off in the, uh, in the third quarter. And a lot, there's been a lot of great discussions, particularly on Zero Hedge, about how vulnerable Deutsche Bank is because they've been slapped with fines on everything under the sun. And now the chickens are coming home to roost. They got this huge derivative position. I think it's something like $55 trillion, which is a joke for a bank their size. And it, you know, when we think about the volatility of these various financial assets, whether it's foreign exchange, or the bond market, the stock market, anything that you derive, the bond market, my God, I mean, 1% of, um, of $55 trillion is uh, $550 billion, not $6 billion. And we get 1% changes in things every day, 2% and 3% changes. So God knows what their derivative books looks like. There's always, you know, the cockroach theory that there's never one cockroach. We've had our first suggestion of trouble at Deutsche Bank, but history tells you that there's probably more than one thing to be reported. So, and also, you know, we had Alcoa come out with the with the first company to report in the states. They had very poor numbers. They missed their numbers almost by 50%. And I suspect that this third quarter earnings season is likely to be very poor. I mean, you could kind of sense that we economically we're falling off a cliff as June ended and we went into July. So 
it's going to be very imperative that we watch some of those earnings because I think that uh, when your revenues have gone down for a couple of years, and this would probably be the third year, it's almost impossible. It is impossible to keep your earnings up unless you're uh, doing some uh, magic, which, of course, I think they've run out of magic on these uh, earnings savings. So we're going to see some poor earnings. So it makes stocks vulnerable. And, of course, we're not really getting uh, much economic strength generally anywhere. I mean, I have to keep reading about all these health care costs going crazy, and it's everyone's biggest expense already. So it's the same old theory with me. I don't think we have an economic recovery going on in the world, and uh, that's going to play out in the market and in, in the earnings reports very soon. So, Eric, moving over to precious metals, we can see that gold has definitely made some gains today, which is always good news. But likewise, silver is still looking good as well, too, despite the silver shortage that we're still facing. What are your thoughts in terms of what we're seeing in precious metals this week, Eric? Well, it's interesting that with this the third Friday in a row, we've had a big move in precious metals, which is a very unusual time for precious metals to go up. Maybe it's because some people always worry about a blow-up over the weekend or the traders worry about a blow-up over the weekend and cover off their shorts. Uh, we've spoken at length about the size and shortages in the uh, precious metals market, particularly the silver market. Silver has been leading the parade here. It's interesting, Jeff. I sometimes stand back and watch these times when the paper guys raid the market, and it's been very interesting to me. I sort of look. I always want to see, okay, what kind of decline was it? Was a very sharp decline in just a matter of minutes? I say, okay, this will be interesting. Let's see whether we can recover at all. And we had one yesterday. We more than recovered it, which means anybody who was shorting it and trying to maybe set off some stops or cause a crescendo of selling, they ended up losing money, whether it was the silver price yesterday, the gold price yesterday. So that may very well be coming to an end here. We've seen wonderful silver numbers. I I spoke to uh, some uh, people at various mints here recently, and demand is incredibly strong. It's probably twice as strong as the reported sales because most of the mints are back or at least four to eight weeks here. So there's a lot of buying going on in silver. There's some great articles on silver. SRS Rocco does some great work showing the demand of silver out of India, the movement of silver into the U.S. being shipped out to India because they've been a huge consumer of silver. And I just think the dam is getting very close to breaking on the upside here in terms of the physical markets for both gold and silver. So we've had a nice recovery here. We're getting close to our recovery high. We've been pushed through 1160. I think things would be very interesting. We've got silver testing $16 again here. So I think things will generally look quite positive. We've had a lot of destruction in the momentum areas of the stock market. The biotech's been battered. Some of the big stocks have acted weak in the face of this uh, recent rally. And I, I sense a shift of people thinking, hmm, we better uh, think about other areas where we might invest. And I, I do know that precious metals is one of those areas under consideration. So I think things look uh, really good going forward here. Excellent. Well, as usual, Eric, we always appreciate your insight here on the weekly wrap-up. And we look forward to speaking to you in the weeks to come. Okay, Jeff. All the best. And to our listeners, thank you for listening. This is Jeff Rutherford for the weekly wrap-up here on Sprout Money News. Have a great weekend.